Thanks for listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. For that, you deserve a holiday with RAA. Win your dream holiday thanks to RAA Travel. Just register at safm.com.au. RAA does holidays everywhere, every day. Book yours today with RAA. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Soda, it's the end of yes. week two of the Beck and Soda show. We're showing you the ropes. How you doing? Uh, I'm loving it, and I love Fridays. Uh, I got very excited last Friday with R and B's and R and B's. How old am I? R and B's. And then R and B Friday again today. Mm, you wait till we take you to Fridays Live. Mm. What, what is Fridays Live? It's like a music concert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Do you get a seat and everything. Yeah. No, you have to stand and dance. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, one of the things we do. <laughs> here on the show is every Friday yes. our audio magician Zach puts his ear over the week and pulls out some highlights, mm-hmm. sometimes low lights, Ooh. and he puts it all together for our enjoyment. Get a load of, get a load of, get a load of. Oh, get a load of this, hey? Beck and Soda for 2023. How bloody God! Now this, guys, is where I'm going to be revisiting parts of the week that I believe just need to have another quick spin. But this time, with sound effects. But before we suss this week, I do believe we have some unfinished business from last. This is an opportunity to star in a film. It is called Emotion Is Dead. It is a South Australian film. We are testing now for a particular role. We've narrowed it down to two women who we couldn't separate. Yes, that's right, Beck. We have Shannon. I heard that you were feeling ill. Headaches. Fever and a chill. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and we have Bronwyn. Eggs from heaven. No, from her bum. (coughs) Pete? I can't separate them. Why don't we have two people in the scene? Oh my God, Beck. Way to set high expectations of yourself this year. <laughs> Keep that good good coming. Soda, you for the first time will hear what we do on a Monday, which is my mum fail. Oh, yeah. of course. Grace was with us at the tennis on yeah. Friday night. And you're going through the ages and you said one was a mistake, one was playing, one was a mistake. Um, happy accident, we prefer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, there's the Beck we know. Okay, Soda, a little help here. Nick Kyrgios, he's in a little bit of trouble with the law. Appearing to break two laws on one scooter. No helmet, $231. Carrying a passenger, $185. So what's that, $230? Matt's $416. Oh, right, eh, smarty pants? Rain man over here. (laughs) How did you get that? Got my Um, calculator out before the show. (laughs) (laughs) Soda, I don't want to go single you out here. And I absolutely don't want to lose the image of Kyrgios riding a little... But... Was that some news you just reported? Good morning, South Australia. Uh, Good morning, Soda. Back on the news desk last night on Channel 7. Can I just pick up there that you said straight away, good morning, South Australia, because you were about to talk about the news desk and me. Yeah, I put my news voice on. You slipped into news mode. Do you you news read away? Good morning, South Australia. You sit on a news desk every night. Why is this a novelty to hear this? Mate, the newsreader voice is this. G'day, mate. Nick Kyrgios. Well, his knee's sh- He's out of the Australian <laughs> That's why they put sport at the end of the bullet. That's it. it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> We've taken a bit of a Kyrgios heavy turn here, guys. Let's just take it slightly back on track with some casual workplace bullying. Now, yes. your glasses. What about them? Did you know that you were shopping in the ladies' section when you got them? <laughs> Good morning to you, Rebecca. <laughs> wow. Do I look like Mrs. Doubtfire? Hello. <laughs> 
They've got like a tortoise shell in them. They do not. They do. Oh, yeah, they do. I they do. In for the next insult coming up at uh, 6.08, courtesy of Rebecca Morse. Ah, come on, Soda. Thick skin is a requirement here at SAFM, especially when dealing with the absolute steel crap that is Rebecca Morse. This iron guy will always... Beck, are you seriously crying right now? Avatar, The Way of Water. It's still in cinemas, but it is breaking box office records. I did love it, but I found myself bawling my eyes out at this particular scene. Brendan Cowell, who's an Australian actor, plays a guy who whales. Well, they're not really whales, though. They're these fictional whale-like creatures. And he hunts them for this magical liquid. And he slaughters it in the water, and I was just... What was her liquid or juice that they were after? Well, it did give you eternal youth, and I did go, well... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, Soda, you can't just ask someone what their liquid or juice is. See you next week, guys. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Good morning and happy Friday. Um, it's the end of week two for us. Yes. And I need to be honest, I thought I'd lost you this morning. Why? What happened? Pulled into the car park. Oh, yeah. And... <laughs> I thought you might have been dead. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, you're getting to that note. <laughs> well, oh, good morning for Friday for you too. I tell you, I think yesterday morning you opened up by whacking yeah. my glasses, didn't you? Saying I look like Mrs. Doubtfire. Just I was wearing tortoise Um No, well, interesting this morning because uh, I have spent all this week doing a meditation course in the evening and have got back to meditating twice a day. Yeah. Um, and you know what? It's very good that I have because I've just discovered this little um, article in the paper and it says that by meditating regularly, you get great gut health because 37 Tibetan monks were researched and it showed that they had less anxiety, less depression and less heart disease and a strong immune system to normal people because they meditate so much. So at like ridiculous o'clock in the morning, mm. you 20 minutes you spent in the car meditating Well, I got in there work. at 4.40 this morning. Right, and it was good because I, I worked out what I do: twenty minutes in the morning, twenty minutes in the afternoon. So I'd get in my car, come to the car park, get up a little earlier, sit in there, meditate, just have my little mantra running through my mind. You know, just concentrate on the mantra. My mind wands off for twenty minutes, and then before that, you know, bang, I wake up and it's I feel energized and great, and I walk up. And the best part was, because I, I know twenty minutes is it's quite a long time so what I did was I actually saw you coming in the car park so I started meditating mm. and then I was just relaxing and I was getting into this really deep state of zen and then I could just hear the beep 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 beep, beep, beep <laughs> as you finally got your car maneuvered in the car park and yeah. I went bang 20 minutes done now I'm good this is SAFM's Beck and Soda we're getting to know Soda week two on the show. So I was chatting to one of your mates, uh, big Dean Brogan, who used to play for the Mighty Pair. Mm. And I learned Come something on. about you that it's sort of, oh. I, I'm so glad I wasn't there because I actually don't know whether we could continue uh, working together. <laughs> um, we've got to get him on. Right. Listen, I spoke to Brogues the other day and he goes, oh, I've got to tell Beck. I've got to tell Beck about this. I said, do not tell her. Mm. Clearly he has. It's Thanks, the Port Beck Adelaide fella. Creed. We stick together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, the big fellow is doing the community bike ride this morning at mm. the Tour Down Under. Um, he's going to join us now. Now, big fella, good morning. Are you in the full Lycra kit now? I have. Good morning, Sodas and Beck. Yeah, I do, mate. It's, uh, let me tell you, mate, it's like the middle of June out here in the morning. I wish I had more than just the Lycra on. <laughs> so, Brooks, you're going to do something like 120k today with uh, thousands of people going up these massive hills. You ready to go? Yeah, so it's 127k and um, 
yeah, there's like thousands of people here, mate. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. It's really good. TDU, as you know, is underway. So I thought I'd get amongst it, but mate, I'm, I'm, there's a five-hour limit, so I'm not sure if I'll end up oh. finishing the course, but we'll see how we go. Brogues, I'm not so much interested in the lycra you're wearing today. I'm interested in the lycra you were wearing the other day when you had the dignity to cover up in the pool. But <laughs> what happened when my esteemed co-host got out of the pool in his budgies? Well, but, but it wasn't just when we got out of the pool. So I met Soda, so myself and Soda's are starting to train a little bit because we want to do a uh, triathlon together in a couple of months. And we thought crisis. We'd with it. Yeah, I think we're going through something back. But anyway, um, we um, decided to meet at Burnside Pool, which is very, you know, nice, uh, very nice mm. suburb. And, Things are going well. You know, very yeah, distinguished yeah. distinguished people that sort of swim at uh, <laughs> Burnside Pool. So I've got there a little bit late, so I've walked down and I've, I've invested in, um, you know, the Ian Thorpe sort of speedos where they're like shorts. So, mm. you know, very, very passable. Mate, I'm not joking. Age. I thought you were strutting out like you were Kyle Chalmers. You had these big, long black things that just about took up your whole legs. I thought, right. seriously, we're what's wrong with this We're not talking about what he's wearing. Continue, <laughs> so, Brogues. So I've, I've, I've spotted Soda, so I've walked over to say good day to him, mate. Sorry, I'm late. He sort of turned around. He's, I, I don't know what he's wearing, but it's like these Speedos from the 1970s. And I've gone, mate, what are you wearing? And he's, uh, he's gone, oh, yeah, I've just put these on. It's been a while since I swam, but they've got no elastic in them. So he's holding them up with his hand. And if you look closely, the little left little nut's hanging out the side of the side of the leg. I said, I said brother, you, you can't wear them. There's, there's, there's kids and people here. So, so he, and you know what Soda's always said? Nah, she'll be right. We'll have a bit of fun. Just right. tuck her back in. So he's, but let me tell you, I said to the great man, you, you shaved down there too. <laughs> hey, you got to get out of here. Go and ride your bike, will you? All right, wish me luck. And great show, guys. Love listening. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Hey, you know today what I'm going to do, Beck, after we finish this show? Mm-hmm. I'm going straight down the shop to buy a new pair of Speedos <laughs> with some elastic in them, okay? <laughs> yeah, no one needs to see you left Little boy. Right, you just joined us. There was a little incident earlier, but uh, that's for another time. Uh, now, the other day, um, Beck, I've got to say, as you were learning more and more about each other, you bravely opened up about losing a very dear member of your family. This is how it went. Our liver spotted Dalmatian Henley passed away last year. Anyone who lives at Henley Beach would have known Henley. He was like the king of Henley Beach. He'd walk along everywhere and say, hi, Henley. Do the girls or have you guys ever talked about another dog? They wanted a new dog straight away, but we weren't ready. We had to mourn him. We had to grieve him. Um, But, um, yeah, we just decided uh, in the last week to bring a new dog into our home. Really? (laughs) We saw this beautiful boy pop up. He's a Samoyed. Oh, of the big white He's a big dogs. white fluffy one. He's not so white and fluffy at the moment because he came in a neglected condition and they had to shave him. So he right. looks a little bit funny. So he's got a big lollipop fluffy head and a shaved body. He's massive. And his name? Uh, we've called him Wolfie. Beautiful. Wolfie's settling in just fine. Uh, Wolfie, you've got a lovely picture you showed too of you and Wolfie. Yeah. Wolfie actually looks like um, a big costume. The picture that you've got, it's a bit like, what was that big fluffy dog in the never-ending story or that big creature? You remember that? Oh, the luck dragon. Is that what it was? <laughs> he does, looks like. He does. He looks a bit like a human in a dog costume. <laughs> <laughs> so I better watch out when he watches me shower. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> Isn't it funny how you went straight to that? None yeah, of us no. did. Okay. Um, hey, Jackie from Royal Park is joining us on the line. Good morning, Jackie. Jackie, you love your Samoids as well, don't you? I do. Good morning, Beck. Good morning, Side. How are you going? Good. You have how many Samoids do you have, Jackie? I have two. Right. Oh. Two girls. Uh, Cleo and Lexi. Oh, and have I chosen a good breed? You have. And that's why I'm calling because we've got this little walking group here in Adelaide that we call the Fluffy Butt Squad and we'd love to invite <laughs> you and Wolfie to come along. Oh, oh, his butt's not very fluffy at the moment, Jackie. <laughs> it will get there. Promise me it will get there and it's at that point, you'll be looking at him going, oh, my gosh, I wish he was back to where he was before. <laughs> well, Jackie, from all reports, um, Bet's butt is fluffy, so <laughs> she can qualify until uh, Wolfie's grows. Just Absolutely. a bit of peach fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jackie, so how often do you walk? We usually do a walk every month, and it could be a walk, or we might visit a brewery. We might go to. Oh, I'm listening. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> go for a walk. Oh, I'll go to the park. No, we just go to the pub. I found yeah, my people. <laughs> exactly. You have to. You know. You have to refresh yourselves after walking. Absolutely. Um, Jackie, can I ask when you get your group together? How many dogs are in there walking around at the pubs to have a couple? Well, it just depends. Sometimes you might have 10. The last walk we did at Grange was about 30. Wow. I know. Awesome. So it's it's great. It's really great for just people to see it. The looks on people's faces and the smiles of bringers. Aww. It's just wonderful. But, mm. yeah, so come along. We've got to walk this, uh, this Saturday night down at Glenelg if you're available or any other oh, time. I'm going to the basketball go. this Saturday night, Jackie. <laughs> right. But I would That's love right. to right. join your fluffy butt squad. I'll come to the next one. And thank you so much for inviting <laughs> thank me. Thank you, Jackie. Good nice work. Jack. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd love to. I'm going to the basketball instead. I've got a bit off for Jackie. Yeah. Thanks so much for calling. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Oh, my gosh. Look at these trending topics. I was very sad to hear yesterday mm. that New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern uh, is stepping down after five and a half years as mm. PM. I always like watching women who have a family and a career, how they balance it, how they juggle it. And she was a bit of a inspiration for me. And when she said she's got nothing left in the tank at the age of 42, a little piece of me died. So, what, 42? So, how long has she been there? Five yeah. years? So, what was she, about 36, so 37 when 37, she became Prime Minister? She became the world's youngest female Prime Minister. Wow. Yeah, she's now 42, yep. has a young child. She became the second PM in modern history to give birth while she was in office. There's something wonderfully appealing about intelligent women. Y- yes. No, there is, I, do you know any? No, I mean, <laughs> I'd love to meet one one day. Yeah. <laughs> what I loved about her is that she was incredibly real about motherhood. Mm. Uh, she didn't shy away from it. She made it part of who she was. In fact, when she was doing um, Zoom addresses to yes. the nation during COVID, there's this famous scene while, where little Neve actually, famous scene, I mean, it's not a movie, <laughs> famous <laughs> moment when Neve uh, interrupts the Zoom. For business. You're meant to be in bed, darling. Yeah. It's bedtime, darling. Pop back to bed. I'll come and see you in a second. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah, nanny will take you down to bed. Well, that was a bedtime fail, wasn't it? Based on the health advice. Oh, it is. I'm sorry, darling. It is taking so long. Okay. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm going to just go and put leave back to bed. I hope the uh, Zoom had captions. I can't understand a word oh, she said. Come on. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, you know, also, too, I think in a press conference the other day, because her partner, Clark, yeah. she said to him, now we're going to finally get married because they are engaged. Yeah. Which is lovely. So she's clearly got bigger fish to fry. She's got a sort of family. And I think she made a promise to her daughter that she wanted to be there when she started school. Yeah. I just think for... It just shows that women can't have it all. I think for her to be out of, out of the tank at the age of 42 mm. and feel like she can't do both is is sad. Well, her bloke, Clark Gayford, do you know how they met? No. Well, he was actually MC because he's a TV and radio guy. Yeah. He was MC at an event and she turned up to the event many, many years ago with a boyfriend who was a bit of a model. Oh. Yeah. And then they met then and then the magic started a little oh, bit later on. Not inferring that anything was going on on that night, but no. uh, that's <laughs> how they no actually overlap. met. Um, so what do you really love about it? What is it? Uh, I love the way that she led with compassion. I think we saw in the terror attacks in the um, the mosques in mm. Christchurch. and yeah. the She was so warm. You'd see her hugging people. But I also loved her sass. Like there was this press conference last year when she uh, had a press conference with Finnish uh, Prime Minister Santa Marin, who's also a young female leader. Mm. And was asked this really dumb question and she just handled it so well. A lot of people will be wondering, are you two meeting just because, you know, you're similar in age and, you know, got a lot of, you know, common stuff there, you know, when you got into politics and stuff? Or can Kiwis actually expect to see more deals so between our two countries down the line? Because my there first, is... I mean, my first question is, I wonder whether or not anyone ever asked Barack Obama and John Key if they met because they were of similar age. <laughs> See yourself out, buddy. Oh, that is good. <laughs> this is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Checking the pulse on SA, it's... The Soda Stream. Oh, what's going on? Well, this is a lovely link to SA because our man Thanasi Kokonakis yeah. has just got off the tennis court. Uh, let's have a look. Two hours and 35 minutes ago. Wow, that is a long night. Can you believe that? So he took on Sir Andy Murray last night. They started around about uh, 10 o'clock and they mm. didn't finish till 4.05 oh this morning. The match took five hours and 45 minutes. Thanasi lost. Oh, ah. gosh, mm. he really held it up to him, though. Why is he... Why is he Sir Andy Murray. Well, he got knighted because of his services to tennis. Because, of course, he won a Davis Cup with his brother, and you know Britain hadn't won a Davis Cup since something mm. like 1938. So they made him a sir. He's the youngest knight mm. in history at 29 mean, years of age. You mean in cornflake packets? All right. <laughs> um, how about that's five hours and 45 minutes? That's Imagine if you're a parent of one of the ball kids. I know. Seriously, because the game didn't finish till four, so I imagine that the parents sit there and go and pick up the kids. You know, meet them out the front of Rod Laver <laughs> Arena, just near Olympic Park there, and say, "All right, we'll meet you." You'd be sitting in your car waiting, so the kids wouldn't be getting home till near five a.m. Vegas, Isla, come on! I've been out here all night. That's unbelievable, isn't it? I've got to do the the tan in the morning. Hurry yeah. up. <laughs> Fergus, he'd be a kid from a private school, being yeah, a ball kid, wouldn't it? Wouldn't be a kid from the local high school. Of course not. A little bit of entitlement Done all there. of Brighton. <laughs> um, that is phenomenal, though. Five hours, 45 minutes. Good on him, except he didn't win, but the, still. The cock was outstanding. He won the first two sets, and then Andy came back. And do you know Andy Murray? He's got, um, he had a hip replacement. Really? So he's still playing, yeah, because he's had so many problems with his hip. They actually, uh, he's got a steel hip in there, titanium hip, so that he can play. Speaking of tennis, so that wasn't the biggest drama of the night. Mm. Novak Djokovic, there was a bunch of guys dressed as Where's Wally. They had the uh. black rim glasses on. I'm not sure why grown men are playing dress-ups at the tennis, yeah, but the red and white striped hats and yeah. so forth. They were at the tennis. They were on the source, and they were heckling the joker. Take a listen. You're kidding me. You know who it is. The guy's drunk out of his mind. 
the first point he's been provoking. So I'm asking you, what are you going to do about it? You heard him at least 10 times. I heard him 50 times. Yeah, just as wasteful. I mean, what do you think about adults dressing up as... It's like adults face painting. No, just wear a... There's no need? No, there's no need. Well, security actually went up to go and uh, throw the blokes out, but unfortunately I couldn't find them. (laughs) You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Is it right? Is it wrong? All right, this morning, uh, Christine has got a right or wrong for us, Beck. What about this one? Is it right or wrong to lie to your kids? Ooh. That's a contentious one. Uh, Christine, what lie did you tell your children? I might have told my children when they were little that the Christmas pageant was only on TV. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a Grinch. I just don't like crowds. Oh, and you have to get there at like... Three o'clock in the morning to get a spot. You have to pack your chalk. I'm with you, Christine. It's a lot. Yeah, not my cup of tea. Uh, any other lies, Christine? I may have told my children mm. that uh, drinking Coke made you wet the bed. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's great. I, love I don't that. want my kids to have Coke either. I just say, I just go, it rots your teeth. But that's next level. That's next level. It worked for a while. Christine, thank you. Good on you. Thanks so much. All right. No worries. Mm. Right or wrong to lie to your children? Soda. Yeah, no, it's wrong. Okay, why is that? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of little ones that we need to preserve, which all parents know. Um, but generally, I think it is absolutely wrong because what's the point of pulling the wool over their eyes? They have to understand what's going on in the world. So just be open and honest. If they ask you, Beck, give them the answers that they need to guide them through the world. Okay, I think it's right to lie to your children Come on occasion. On. I'm going to give you an example, Soda. Okay. If yes. your eldest... Mm. Felix. Felix, he's 10. Asked you certain questions about, as he gets to the teenage years, Dad, Uh-oh. what age did you maybe drink or yeah. do certain experiences? Mm. Yes. Are you going to be 100% honest about what you've done in your life to your children? He's already asked me about what age did I drink. Yeah. Absolutely. And he said, because at 10, he sees people having a beer or having a drink or a wine and he'll say, Dad, um, how old can I be when I have yeah. a drink? And I know it's a bit scary, this one, because you think, well, you want them to have an understanding of what it's like so they don't make a mess of themselves yeah. at a party, but you also don't want to encourage them too early. Yeah. So I said, oh, mate, I had a few beers at about 16. So when you're 16, you might be able to have a beer at home. I don't know if there's any police officers that are going to ring in now and say you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> Just That's say illegal. nay. Just say nay is the campaign. Um, no. <laughs> but, but is that a lie? Were you younger than 16? I might have had one or two oh, when I was maybe 15, but... <laughs> is that a lie? Yes, you lied. Come on. You are so easy to break. Okay. I would, I think trust and honesty is important, but I think we need to protect our children, particularly young children. Perhaps you need to protect them from the realities of the world for as long as you can. But they're going to be exposed to alcohol at some point when they're underage. We all know. We all were. Yeah. How old were you when you had your first drink? Or your first sort of drink at a party. I was 15. There you go. And I reckon I would have been about the same. So but you lied well, I've, I've lied one year because it sounded a little better. But think That's of, my point. Think of all those lies that parents have told. What about don't swallow the chewing gum or it'll end up getting stuck in your tummy? Mm. Remember I still that believe one? that. No, it can come straight through. Okay. Absolutely. Um, what about this one? Uh, if you go for a swim just after you've eaten, you're going to get a cramp and be sick. Remember I, that? I still believe that. I tell my kids that yeah. too. Wait oh my 30 God. minutes. See, this is what happens. <laughs> Wait is 30 minutes. Your That's... parents have lied to you since you're young and you're now 42 and you still believe all that stuff. That's the danger.
You know the best one? <laughs> when the ice cream truck is playing the music yeah, yeah. and you say to the kids, no, nah, no, nah, they played the music when all the ice cream's gone <laughs> yeah, and they've run out. Yeah. Is it right? Is it wrong? Ooh, I like this one. This is a juicy one. Is it right or wrong to tell lies to your kids? And don't give me this little some white lies are okay and some aren't, Rebecca Morse. You just admitted that you lied No, I, to I told my son that I didn't have a beer until I was 16 when it was really 15. I mean, that's not a lie. It's that's a little a white lie. That's what we're talking about. Okay. Uh, Felix, if you're listening, I had a beer at 15, okay? There you go. Just the one. Yes. All right. Right or wrong to lie to your children at Crystal in Burton? Right or wrong? It is 100% right for the sake of a mother's sanity. <laughs> I hear you. What did you do? What was the lie? I, if my children aren't listening to me, I will go and turn the Wi-Fi off and just tell them that there's an outage in the area so that I don't have to be the bad guy. Crystal, (laughs) you know at some point your kids are going to work out that you're telling lies to them. Well, I don't know that they are. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't for the last three years, so I'm going good. How old are they, Crystal? Uh, they are 11 and 10, and yeah. then there's a two-year-old, but he isn't aware of much. All right. <laughs> well, you've actually got a couple of years, Grace, and I'll tell you why, because Vicky has told us on Facebook here, Beck, she used to tell her kids that the big yellow M was a really fancy restaurant they couldn't afford, and then she realised <laughs> she had to do the same thing with Hungry Jack's and KFC. The interesting thing was it worked in a while because they never actually had fast food until they were 16. There you go. It's so for Crystal, good. Crystal's Wi-Fi story's probably got another five years left in it. <laughs> um, Natalie, look, I still think it's wrong to lie to your kids. Where do you stand? Are you with me? I'm absolutely with you. It is so wrong to lie to your children because it will backfire on you. Yes. Okay. Have you had a situation? I have. My little girl walked in on mummy and daddy having a special cuddle. <gasps> Decided to take her clothes off and wanted to give Daddy a special cuddle oh, too. So oh, I lied to her saying that, yeah. no, no, this is Mummy's special cuddle. Right. And now she takes her clothes off every time that she wants to make Daddy feel better and he's in pain. Mm. Oh, oh, God. Do you know what? Okay. That, that shows, though, the beautiful innocence of children. Yeah. How else would you have Isn't handled it, it though? <laughs> I know. You don't do you know what? To... Um, Natalie, you can, you can lie forever then. I don't <laughs> care. Which, but you know, doesn't it show with little kids? How mm. good is that the beautiful little daughter just wants Dad yeah. to be happy? I love that. Right, we need the definitive result because we are a little bit split here, okay? Um, There's a bit of a leaning towards white lies. I'm not quite sure about that. Child psychologist Dr. Michael Carr-Greg joins us. Uh, How are you, Michael? Good, thank you. Lovely to be with you. So, Michael, is it okay to tell little white lies to our kids? Little white lies are okay. Uh, You want to keep them pretty little Mm. and when they're young... What about a lie to protect them? Like if a family member was sick and you didn't really want them to know how serious it was or you just put that under the sort of white lie category still? I put that under the white lie category. You'd actually do that when they're young. Mm. I always say that under the age of five, it's really important for kids to feel safe about the world that they live in. So Mm. try and protect them as much as possible. But once they attend uh, primary school, that cat is out of the bag. Rightio. Well, definitively, um, Dr. Michael Cargreg, is it right or wrong to lie to our kids? Definitely wrong. We know from the research that if you lie to your children, they're much more likely to lie to you in adolescence, particularly over the big issues, and they're much more likely to engage in antisocial behaviour. So we're setting them up for failure by lying to them. Wow. Dr. Michael Cargreg, thank you so much. Mm. Now... 
expect. You're such a child. You just punched the air <laughs> when he said wrong. <laughs> it was but wrong. Do you know it, the point that um, Dr. Michael Greg said at the end there that really got me is when you get to those big issues, if you lie to your kids, they're more likely to lie yeah. to you. What I really, really fear, and I've tried to instill this in my kids, if something goes wrong in your life, you have to tell me. And yeah. you've got to tell mum because we can't fix and we can't help it if we don't know the truth, particularly if it gets something a little serious as they get into those teen years. Yeah. I haven't got to that yet. You have yeah. in those teen years. Mm. I've been pretty lucky with Grace. She's, yeah. a, she's a good girl. She's better better than I was at her age, to be honest. Uh, we, we put the poll out. Have you uh, um, ever told lies to your kids? Is it right or wrong? 85%. Of people who took our survey said it's right what? to lie to, lie to, to your kids. kids. How can Dr. Michael Cargreg <laughs> and me be in the 15%? He's the smart one. Welcome to SAFM's Beck and Soda. A new way to wake up. Get SAFM's Beck and Soda anywhere, anytime on the free listener app, SAFM.